This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. It's less than two weeks since James Acker passed away. Our listeners will be familiar with his heartbreaking story. He was brutally attacked at the end of January by another resident at his Dundas, Ontario nursing home. The staff there saw the attack but did not stop it. The family asked Hamilton police to investigate on two occasions, and both times they were told that this was not a criminal matter. Well, now that seems to have changed. The autopsy concluded that his death resulted from the assault, and the coroner's report deemed it a homicide. And so now Hamilton's homicide unit has been called in to investigate. Of course, our thoughts, first and foremost, are with the family. Let's go to James' daughter, Tammy Carbino. Hi, Tammy. How are you doing? Hi, Libby. I'm okay. I'm, uh, I'm, you know, my family and I were all grieving and it's up and down. And what is your reaction to this news? Well, I definitely think it's a move in the right direction. Um, my father was murdered in a long-term care home. And I do hope that someone is found accountable. Um, I, again, I have always said, and my position remains the same, that who should be found accountable is the home in which two families trusted their loved ones with. Mm-hmm. I, 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 we're going to be talking uh, to uh, the police. I, I, you know, I'm, I don't know if it's if it's homicide unit that's investigating. I mean, they're investigating a murder, obviously. Um, my concern and other con- people's concern here was, is, you know, this is coming just at a time when hopefully your you and your family would start to be able to move on from this. Well, I, you know, honestly, Libby, I don't think it's something, it's something eventually that we will be able to heal from. However, until real change happens within long-term care homes, I personally don't think I'll ever be able to move on. I'm, you know, disgusted by the fact that I had learned that there were 10,000 cases reported of elder abuse in Canada last year and that there were previous attacks within this home years prior. This never should have happened to my father. And, you know, I will continue to work and advocate and be loud and share as much as I can to hopefully create change within long-term care homes to protect the next person. Okay. Is there anything else you want to say to us? Um, Just I really hope that this case and differently. I know that we have seen cases in the past with homicides that have occurred, uh, resident on resident violence within long-term care homes and 
you know, the other resident has been charged who had dementia or who had mental health issues. And to me, that's just completely nonsensical. That doesn't make sense. Um, you know, if you're in a daycare and you have two three-year-olds and one hurts the other one, who's going to be held responsible? The caregivers. Well, uh, I mean, in, in those cases, obviously, the police found grounds for criminal responsibility. But we hear you and uh, we certainly hope that by going public, this will highlight the need for improvement, big improvements in a lot of long-term care homes. Tammy, um, the best to you and your family. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Okay, um, that is the perspective from the family, a heartbreaking perspective. But now uh, let's go to the authorities. Let's see what uh, this means, what can come about from it. Uh, We have Detective Sergeant Peter Tom from the Hamilton Police and also Wanda Morris, VP of Advocacy for CARP. Hello to both of you. Good afternoon. Hello. Um, So uh, Detective Sergeant what changed because uh, the police were approached twice uh, to make this a criminal investigation and the answer was no? Um, I'm not going to get into the specifics of that. Uh, what occurred on the 28th of January was that uh, both Mr. Acker and the other male involved uh, were taken to hospital. The other male was apprehended under the Mental Health Act and was uh, He's being detained at a secure psychiatric facility uh, at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and so what does your uh, investigation that you've now started entail? Uh, well, as a result of Mr. Acker's death, uh, an autopsy was performed, and uh, the autopsy revealed that there was a connection between his death and the injuries he sustained uh, back in January. So at that point, uh, it was uh, deemed by the coroner to be a, a homicide uh, and uh, passed over to uh, my unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just uh, correct me if I'm wrong, there was never any question about uh, who perpetrated the assault. The, the question is, what what is the mental condition of that person? Am, am I missing something and, here? And that's going to factor into it. Uh, our understanding at the moment is that uh, the other individual suffers from uh, dementia and Alzheimer's. Uh, we have to be able to, first of all, prove that, and that will be uh, that's what we're working on at the moment, is acquiring medical records um, to, uh, to prove or, or disprove that claim. Mm-hmm. So... Um is is this sort of going over the same ground that was already uh, the things that were already decided beforehand because because of the coroner's ruling? Is is that what I'm hearing? Well, it's going to be a more fulsome investigation. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you heard from Tammy there, and there's probably other um, interests with this case. Um, it's a, a bigger picture than probably just Mr. Acker. Tammy touched on some of the. Uh, the concerns that she has with long-term health care in particular. Uh, my immediate um, concern is the, uh, the criminal aspect of it. And uh, once that investigation is concluded, uh, a decision will be made 
and probably in consultation with the Crown Attorney's Office, um, where we go with with what is revealed. Are Are you investigating the home as well, or are they a party to this? Uh, well, we'd be uh, the, the staff on on uh, call there, and and the other staff that had dealings with. Uh, Mr. Acker and the other gentlemen uh, be classified as, as witnesses at the moment. Um, obviously, the uh, the ministry has conducted its investigation. We're in the process of trying to acquire uh, a complete report on their findings, and uh, that will factor into our investigation as well. Well, I guess, um, uh, and Wanda, feel free to jump in here. Uh, my understanding of the problem that people have with this process is that, yes, the ministry investigated, and yes, the ministry found that the home was at fault on uh, a number of notes, but, but they're, not, they're only required to do voluntary changes. They're, there's nothing that they have to do as a result of this. So what I'm curious about is that can there be any kinds of criminal charges against the home as a result of this? Uh, it's uh, a complicated uh, question, first of all. Um, there, there is a, a criminal offence of uh, criminal negligence, and in this case would be cause, uh, causing death. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is based more on the someone uh, doing something or omitting something or omitting to do something that would cause the, the death of an individual. Uh, in this situation, uh, you have uh, guidelines and protocols um, in place uh, with uh, an, an overview from both the, uh, the hospital and the, the ministry. And uh, we'll be looking at what their guidelines um, recommend, uh, what their guidelines state, and uh, that will all be taken into account as we move forward with the criminal aspect of the case. So, um, and Wanda, uh, just uh, please jump in here. So what I'm hearing is that uh, an individual or individuals working there could be, uh, could be charged with criminal negligence as well as, you know, the home as a corporate entity. Wanda, what do you, what do you make of this? Well, and, and Libby, whether we're talking criminal charges or, or other charges, what's, what's just abundantly clear here is that the system is broken. We shouldn't have one of these situations, let alone thousands, let alone repeats over years. Uh, so it's one of the reasons why, why CARP is calling uh, on our government to, to do two things, to tighten regulations so that it's very clear that uh, residents must be kept safe, and then secondly, to, uh, to impose consequences when the existing rules are broken. Uh, and, and I'll just refer your listeners to our campaign, which is uh, if they go to carp.ca slash news, they'll see the, the sad story about James Acker's death. And in that story, there's a link to our, our campaign calling for change. Really, this is not acceptable. And um, uh, Sergeant Tom, um, another question. Uh, so this is, this is being pursued through homicide, but are there any other avenues um, where well, I would think it could in this, go. this situation, the uh, the coroner would uh, likely call an inquest, and that is probably going to be the best forum to address some of the uh, the bigger scale uh, questions and concerns in relation to long term health care. Um, what I, I will be focusing on is uh, if, is is there any criminal um, 
accountability here? Uh, and if so, where, where do we go with it? And when would we find out if there's going to be a coroner's inquest? Uh, you'd have to contact the uh, coroner's uh, office for that. I think typically, you're, I mean, you're talking typically uh, a year, two years plus before an inquest gets, uh, gets rolling. And uh, your own investigation, do you have any kind of uh, timeline? Uh, we're, like I said, we're, we're in the process of, uh, first of all, acquiring uh, documentation, and then we'll be conducting uh, uh, some detailed interviews with uh, persons that uh, we need to, witnesses, etc., uh, to determine the facts of the case and the facts of the incident. Right. And if there are charges, would they come in a matter of months, weeks? Uh, you're probably looking at uh, two, or, two or three months, I would think, would be a realistic uh, time frame for us to um, get what we need to make a, an informed decision on where we go with this. Okay, Detective Sergeant Peter Tom from the Hamilton Police, thank you so much for that update. Okay, you're welcome. Okay, and uh, Wanda, from your point of view, do you think that uh, going through a coroner's inquest uh, would be a good thing? Would it help? Uh, not a bad thing. I mean, I think daylight is the best disinfectant. This is a, a, a horrible situation, and we need to, to take a look at it, and we need to learn from it. But the key here is that we need to take action. It's not enough just to, to wring our hands and to say, oh, no, but we have to have a stronger regulation. We have to have more enforcement. And also, I think the other side of this that's so critical is, is we need to do better for those um, many, many individuals that are inflicted with dementia. Uh, so often what happens is that uh, incidences of violence or aggression arise because the underlying um, the individual is in a situation where, where their needs aren't met. So uh, we need all three of those things, and we need them now. Okay. Wanda Morris, VP of Advocacy for CARP, thank you so much. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.